So we're, we're about to talk about the What If series. Before we start, have you seen Arcane, the animated no, uh, series? Haven't. I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Like, I have not seen it. It's, they're getting to season two right now. So I think it's already out. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's on Netflix. Is it really? Arcane? Yeah. Do you know anyone who's seen that cartoon by chance? No? Okay. Uh, I'm just curious because I've heard really good things about it. Uh, I have not seen it. They say the graphics of this, uh, what if, pales in comparison to what Arcane is. So oh. I don't know what in what context it means or by the visual looks, you know, if it's mm. if it's more like Into the Spider-Verse cartoony or if it's more something else. But it'd be interesting to see um, what that looks like. Cool. Uh, before we begin, I want to say uh, a big shout out to a couple people. Uh, first, I want to shout out to my boss. Uh, he just had a baby girl. This is delayed. Uh, when we recorded this particular episode, which is a while back, so his girl is a little bit older now. So uh, I know if I don't say uh, give a shout out and congratulations to him now, he'll be very, very cross. So I just wanted to get out there. Also, I want to say a big shout out to my friend, uh, Tim Oakman, uh, who's listening to our show. Uh, Tim is about to head north. He's moving up north, about four hours north of the city. Uh, he's a new listener to our show. I just want to say uh, hello out there. Good luck in your future endeavors, and you'll be, you'll be greatly missed. And uh, But anyways, welcome to the show and being a new listener to our show. Uh, okay, so in regards to the what if, um, are you liking the series so far? I am, yeah. Like, like, what is it that appeals to you? Well, I guess so I can think about how life happens. You know, everything's just not straight and done. Mm -hmm. But you can think about what happens to another character without whoever's the main character. Something else can happen, which makes things interesting. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen with the what if, um, oh, it's interesting what what people can um, uh, come up with, and uh, you know, and have a character die instead of live or anything else makes things interesting for me sometimes. It's infinite possibilities. Literally, there's is you know, you could just you tweak a little bit, you could have almost anything you want to have really right Right. so this month it's uh it's february so it's uh black history month so luckily the one we're doing is um uh, related to uh chadwick boseman's black panther so uh episode two so what would you give that one i would give that one like a eight maybe Mm -hmm. although you know um regardless of race or color what Mm -hmm. i thought it was really really well done Mm -hmm. Uh, I would give this for the story alone a ten out of ten. Uh, I think uh, one's you could say it's posthumously because I mean this is this really is his last performance, you know, the, the MCU. But the C because uh, the character was able to maintain his nobility, his characteristics, everything. If you know, and th- this allows you to to see Black Panther in a setting that normally the the movies won't allow you to see but it stays true to the heart of the character mm-hmm. and it gives him a whole different like a um, fresh coat of paint of scenarios and meeting and matching with people you would normally not see and see how much of an influence this guy is you know mm-hmm. um, yeah. to the people around him and how he, nature of the of this character if not bound by the, his royal duties 
how much of an impact he actually is because of his charisma and how much of uh, the nobility of his character. You know? Yeah. So th- this was very refreshing to see the character and, and how it impacts the people around him just to see that, you know, because something, and I don't think you would ever see that in the, if there was going to be a black Panther two movie with um, King uh, T'Challa. So uh, it, it gives you a nice way to celebrate the character, but in a very good way, it makes the story really work well. So which in terms of story writing, I think it's a 10 out of 10. I think it's solid. Yeah. Um, and double feature, what would you give it for a double feature? Um, I think that I like that type of cartoon, actually. You know, the story was great. And I like that the um, cartoon volumes are good, mm-hmm. which are amazing and i just want to see what else um people um can think of i don't know i just think that's cool yeah and that yeah it really is i, I don't have a double feature really like if i had to take one it'd be like a robin hood you know mm. but that's that doesn't say much because this is more more bigger than that so yeah so let's uh play a clip we'll play the trailer for this movie or both soundbite mm. Follow me into the multiverse of infinite possibilities. Who are you? Starlord! What you doing out there all by yourself anyway? Exploding the world. Sounds fun. Wild bird. A ravager never flies solo. You had me worried for a second. Welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I'm your host, Ray. And I'm Abby. And today we're looking at What If. This is an anthology series that we're going to be reviewing once a month. Uh, today we're looking at episode two, and it's fitting because it is Black History Month. And the show is called What If the Child Became Star Wars? Abby, uh, your general thoughts of this episode? Um, what, say again, what's the title? What If the Chala Became Star Lord? Oh, Chikala. Oh, yeah. That, right. Okay. That would be cool to see, mm. you know? um, and now I'm excited about that. Um, mm. You know, it. Um, I would love to see that, to be honest with you. And that's all I can think of right now, Ray. Thank you for helping me, helping me think about that. That's all I can think of now. <laughs> anyway, okay, uh, yeah. To generalize what the series is, um, so what if it's an anthology of series? It's bookended by the Watcher. Yeah, yeah, you know. And it's, it was voiced by Jeffrey Wright. And, and the, the premise is, if we're looking at the MCU, all three phases, so we're picking a, a scene, uh, a time, in some part within the three phases of the MCU. In this case, we're looking at Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, And, and with the whole premise of this is, we're looking at one event. If something was different about the event, what would be the outcome? How is one event change an outcome and the outcome could be infinite amount of possibilities in this case see yondu comes to earth to retrieve peter quill for his father ego the planet you know the what if in this case was instead of yondu uh, picking up a uh, quill what if he gave it to his subordinates meaning if he let craglin and Taserface do the work for him while he just sat in on the ship of course these guys are like bumbling fools they mm. pick the wrong person and they go to the wrong location on the planet Earth. And I guess it's because of the sh- shielding of the Wakandan uh, mineral. They really can't see too well what's inside this uh, invisible city. 
and they pick up uh, Prince T'Challa in the gardens of uh, Wakanda, you know, outside yeah. the secret barrier. That's where it changes. So Prince T'Challa is now a ravager. Yep. You know, and then we're seeing how that spreads out into this one. This has a lot of surprises, I'll say. Uh, you know, this again, this has a lot of space exploration. So we're getting uh, Thanos. We're getting um, Nebula. We're getting uh, Corrigan. I believe it's pronounced Corrigan. If you're looking at the history of him, he was one of the guards of the Kree Empire. And if you look at yeah. Captain Marvel, he's now a soldier protecting the orb on um, mm. on, this pl on the planet uh, Morad. So it, it stays true to the actual um, movie. How much of the movie Guards of the Galaxy, the first one, are you familiar with? Do you remember? The first one? Pretty much. I've, I've um, seen it a couple of times. Okay. So let me ask you this. This is not necessarily related to um, this what if episode, but do you, okay. So uh, we know that well, we will learn that um, Thanos is an eternal. He's been around for many, 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 many years. Yeah. Uh, so, which means, and he's been looking for the power stones or the infinity stones for a number of, for, for mm -hmm. eons, right? So he could have looked for this at any point. Um, so how come he went for Morag first? Like what's the scenario with what happens? What is, why is he picking at the time now, which, which coincides with, you know, the battle of New York 2012 and all that stuff. Like why, what's the significance with this getting the first orb here? Domination, maybe, maybe like the time is right to, to mm -hmm. just go, go over everything and take what you want. Yes. But do you know, but there's, there's a reason why the time is right. Do you remember like why that reason why, like why? Cause let's say, cause he, if he, assuming he knew where this place was, which apparently he does because he, he, he was able to send the ravagers to go get it. Um, do you know why only now out of all the times in the world, he, he could have got it? I don't know. No. Okay. The thing about the Infinity Saga was like, why didn't he not go for a, a hundred years before? Like, why is it only taking now for him to get every stone like there is in, like within a within a span of let's say five six years? If he's an immortal, you know, like how's how, how come he's only doing it now? Well, it they say at one point when the when he gets the information that Morag is a, it's like kind of like a Neptune planet. It's mostly water. Okay. Every five hundred years. The tide in this area of this underground civilization uh, recedes, you know, because if not, I think it's buried under like like a million fathoms of water, you know. Okay. And this is the only time of, of in five hundred years can it will can you actually walk into the place and find this orb? Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. so that's the reason why. Because if you watch, it, he's kick, he's kicking like uh, Peter's kicking some fish and everything along along the grounds and everything like that. Okay. Right, and seems secret. Uh, uh, coral or whatever it is, is because all the water receded from this uh, ancient civilization that was buried. Okay. That's, that's been under that's been under submerged underwater for half a millennium. Okay, cool. Which is the reason why uh, only now at this particular moment in time does Thanos go go down and get it. Because if not, mm -hmm. you, you can't you can't bring an army into the deep of the middle of the ocean. They'll, they'll kill your army. You right. Know? Yeah. And the pressure okay. of like you know a million fathoms. Because assuming that Morag is like maybe five thousand times bigger than Earth. That sea must be like well beneath, the, like deep into the ground. So, so okay. that's that was the reason for that. Cool. And then from that point on, because apparently my understanding is that once you get that particular um, stone, the stones somehow communicate to each other, so you can actually locate the other stones in some way. Oh wow! Cool. So that was my understanding. I could be wrong, 
but um okay but yeah so that was yeah. the first stone and that's and the orb in, and what's in the orb is one of the stones okay cool yeah nice so that's uh, how that goes. So what's really cool about the show uh, with the What If series is that a lot of the original actors are back for the voicing of the series, right? And then for, mm -hmm. the, for this episode, you have a lot of the original actors voicing them. Even though they only have like one or two lines, they're mm -hmm. back to do the, the original voices, like like Benicia del Toro as the as the collector, like like mm -hmm. um, um, Josh Brolin as Thanos. So, like, what are your thoughts mm -hmm. with that? Like, do you? I mean, just to, to the average person, it may not seem worth it to come back and do it, you know. Mm -hmm. But in case of this being, I mean, no one knew Chadwick's passing at this point. But like to mm -hmm. come back and do it, it seems very special. But like, um, how do you feel about them being able to have the original voices? portrayed on the big portrayed on this on the screen that'd be cool to do or to mm -hmm. listen to mm -hmm. definitely i'd i'd go for that mm -hmm. uh do, do, how, but do you think it gives them authenticity is, is it something that that's worth or does it matter to like because i know like for instance in the next one we have uh lake bell doing the voice for scarlett johansson like you wouldn't know it's somebody else doing the voice for uh, the Black Widow. Sometimes, if you don't know, you you wouldn't know the difference. But like, you know, but like I think having the uh, like um, Corgan, um, like the Jamon Hansu's character, it's essential to have his voice because I mean he's like a vital character in this particular episode. You know, cool. you, you know, because he's the one who who, who meets Star Lord. At, he's like who. You know, yeah. Starla, you know, you know, and then he meets, it's actually Starla uh, Dutala. So, um, oh, how'd you like that? How'd you like the, the reveal, how his reaction is to uh, T'Challa's version of Star-Lord? That was good, actually. Very mm -hmm. good. Well done. I watched it a couple times myself. So, which people would you want to be on what I... Would there be any anybody who you'd like to think? Uh, for this particular episode? Yeah, for a new episode. Yeah. Uh, not really. The MCU is, is a very specifically niche um, world. It's so cleverly and precisely uh, fine-tuned that I do... How do you feel about the um, the animation? Like, It's like a roto... I mean, there's rotoscope, which was... Uh, I don't know if you know the, the movie Scattered Darkly with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, where, it's no. like, where, where it's like as the actual the actual actors is performing it, but they've distorted the image so it looks like a cartoon. But it's actually yeah, them yeah, in yeah. The This is not that technology, but the, right. but the uncanny valley of this animation is sort of eerie at times. Uh, mm -hmm. How is it is it important to have it being so closely resemble the actual actors to the point where it's like it's almost like it's just a shading off, like a smooth mm -hmm. a, a smoothness of the facial features. But oh, you know, okay. it's these actors, like these mm -hmm. people. Okay. I got it. Oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Some things shouldn't be done. <laughs> and um, No, no, no. Yeah. I know, I'm not and, saying that. No. I mean, I'm just saying, like, how oh, do you, like, but how do you, but, uh, do you, do you think it's better to have a closely resembled or, uh, or this, not necessarily doesn't matter, but like, do you like the style of this particular drawing of how they're doing it? Because it's not okay. the traditional, like, it's not an anime. It's not still frame. It's not hand drawn. It's a completely different type of, like, anime texture. But yeah. how do you like, how, well, what is your feeling towards this one? I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, a cartoon is a cartoon. Um, well, no, you know, it's it's different, which is fine. You know, I have no problem with that. Okay. 
I, I, I liked it. I just, it's, it's, I felt it was a step closer to the realism of it, even though it's an animation. Um, and sometimes I forget that it is an animation because I was so caught up in the, in the actual episode. It helps me made it feel more believable in terms okay. of the stakes and looking at because I felt it's, um, I know it's a cartoon, but I kind of feel for the, character, the characters in this show, you know? Okay. Um, when you watched an episode, are you looking at the names of who's in it? Not especially, no. No? I don't. Because these big names pop up, like Kurt Russell, or like Jamar mm-hmm. Hansu, or James Josh Brolin. So th- does the names, like, the fact that you see these names, like, surprise you in any way, or shock you? Sometimes. Or? Sometimes. Not all the time, to be honest. Mm-hmm. On second thought, yeah. Oh. Now, in this case, because I see the names, like, for me, I just saw the names of all these big actors. It's not often that you see all these big star names popping up on the screen. So to see them, you're like, oh, I wonder if they're doing the voices for this person or, mm-hmm. or, or not. I mean, there's a character like uh, Karina, who is the collector's like a female servant. Mm-hmm. It's the actual actress, um, uh, Ophelia Lovibond does the, is the actress for that. She returns for that role, you know, and of course she has a very pivotal part in this uh, episode near the mm-hmm. end. Uh, and, but it's nice to see it's the original actress who did that role returning for yeah. that particular but even though it's only maybe three lines you know mm-hmm. so it's yeah. just sort of it's sort of a shock that they came back only for three lines but it's a significant role so i just thought it was just interesting that um disney was able to one afford all these actors and the fact that these actors are really willing to go back and do it it says a lot about the atmosphere and it says a lot about like you know the this the this is the, the work ethic of of this particular brand so uh, cool. so i thought that was a lot Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, any last words? Um, this is Ev. Thanks for... Okay, and, well, okay in that case, it is um, Black, Black History Month, but like, what, what kind of audience would you think would, would probably be best for this, like would like this particular episode? Maybe somebody who's 10, a couple, mm-hmm. of, the, um, couple of the people who, who've already got somebody who deserved being there because they're the original person mm-hmm. um, and just other people who can do, who can um, do, um, do a good voice. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. How about you? Oh, uh, for the audience, I, th- well, that's, that's the kind of feedback. I thought the, uh, this is a really good general audience. I just think it's, um, it's a very positive message. I think the care again, the character of the child is so is so um, universal, and is and because of his nobility, it, how it translates throughout this whole thing, how he's able to change change minds and hearts alike. I mean, that's the message he gives. Uh, and you know, um, it's just it's a it's a very positive, uh, you know, and happy, uplifting version. And as okay. a begin, there's a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, not all the episodes will have that especially the next episode. So this was a complete thought and a really cool uh, play playing of the characters, you know, really um, because this is what you call like, uh, you know, like role playing, like, you know, like when you have your toys, you you take it, you take, you play these little characters, the toys you have and create your own storylines, you know, and this is a deviation of the storyline. So I thought that was really good. So I give it, I give it thumbs up. That's why I give it a 10 because it's creative. It's a positive, it's a full, complete story, and I think it's a complete 10. So, yeah, me too. Uh, so that's it. Well, on that note, uh, 
everyone here. Uh, this is the end of uh, uh, Black History Month. I hope it was rewarding, educational, fulfilling. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new show. Take care. Follow me. Enter the multiverse of infinite possibilities. Yes! And ponder the question. <laughs> 